Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Hi, all you movie fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker, recovering from an Academy Awards overdose, and thanking you for tuning in to Movie Addict Headquarters. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, of course, but if you are one, it's definitely the place for you. Our show today is quite timely, folks, because we'll be hearing from award-winning actress Judy Reyes in a taped interview talking about her starring role in Gun Hill Road, a film to be released on DVD next Tuesday, March 5th. Judy, who earned two Alma Awards for TV Scrubs, also discusses her exciting acting career, which has included roles in such movies and TV shows as Bringing Out the Dead, It's a Very Merry Muppet Christmas, Washington Heights, Without Men, Castle, The Sopranos, Law and Order, and Oz. She's even worked with Miss Piggy, and you'll hear her talk about that. In addition to her film and TV career, Judy is a founding member of the Labyrinth Theater Company, a multicultural space in the Bronx. Before playing this fascinating tape, um, which also includes how Judy became interested in um, getting into show business, I want to tell all of our listeners that we do have a chat room open, and um, our producer extraordinaire, Nikki Starr, is in the chat, uh, doing her her famous wrangling there, and I see that we already have uh, Steve Mendoza from the Steve Mendoza Show, which uh, you can hear on blog talk, here on Blog Talk Radio. So I want to urge uh, other listeners who would would like to participate in the chat to to sign up. But Nikki is suffering a little bit of a, a cold and maybe some jet lag and. Uh, won't be able to uh, to talk with us today, but but she's here and she's uh, providing her wonderful uh, support. And I also wanted to say a few words about uh, the Oscars show last Sunday that was televised on ABC. Uh, Nikki and I have been chatting about that uh, before the show started, and uh, she knows, as all of you know, dear listeners, that I'm the world's most avid movie musical fan. So I enjoyed the show so much because of all the wonderful musical numbers. And I had no idea before the uh, watching the Oscars that Seth MacFarlane, who hosted the show, could dance. Uh, I knew something about uh, his uh, singing ability and, of course, uh, his uh, comedic skills, but I didn't know that he could dance. And so it was a real treat for me to to get to watch him uh, sing and dance. I liked that better than his um, uh, one-line zingers. But when Shirley Bassey appeared on stage to help pay tribute to uh, 50 years of James Bond at the movies, I was simply bowled over 
by how great she looked. I think she's 76 years old, and she belted out Goldfinger just with with every uh, every inch of her being. She looked stunning, and it was uh, it was a treat, a real real treat. I also liked uh, Captain Zeta Jones in the number that she uh, won an Academy Award for in uh, Chicago. She was she was just full of spunk in that all jazz, all that jazz number, and Barbara Streisand singing the way we were. It just it just brought tears to my eyes. She was singing it in uh, thinking about um, Marvin Hamlish, the, the composer who uh, passed away the past uh, year, and that was really a very tender moment. And then be still, my heart, Hugh Jackman. Leading practically the entire cast of Les Miserables out onto the stage to sing One Day More. And that was so stirring that everyone in the audience stood up and, and applauded. And that was really a thrill for uh for me to see. So I thought it was a it was a great show. It it may not have been the best show, but it kept my husband and I awake and uh we uh we want to congratulate all the winners and the nominees. I also want to congratulate our friend of the show, film historian James Colt Harrison, because those of you who listened to our Oscar Mania show where uh five Film critics gave their predictions for the Oscars in six categories. James Colt Harrison has 100% correct. He he predicted all the winners in those six categories. So, uh, James, if you're listening, we're very, very proud of you. Now, back to Judy Reyes and Gun Hill Road. You know, we first talked with Judy last year when Gun Hill Road was selected for the Sundance Film Festival. And I hadn't seen the film prior to the interview that you're going to hear, but I watched it shortly afterwards, and oh my gosh, I became so impressed with Judy's acting talent, as well as with all the actors involved in the project. It's a gritty, heart-wrenching film, and it's just filled with absolutely fearless performances by a remarkable cast that includes, of course, Judy, Isai Morales, and Harmony Santana, they all just reach deep within their souls to play the key roles of a Latino father, mother, and their teenage youngster who's struggling to overcome estrangement, transgender issues, and environmental pressures. And wow, does Judy prove her ability to do a drama as well as comedy, because she certainly plays a role here. That's a far cry from her amusing, feisty nurse in Scrubs that we all know and love. Now, I realize that many viewers have enjoyed uh, Judy so much in Scrubs that they think of her primarily as a comedy actress. But honestly, she is totally convincing as a long-suffering wife and mother in this intense family drama. So it's my pleasure now to play about 20 minutes of our original interview, which, by the way, does include just a bit of strong language. And here goes. Saw a little clip of, of Gun Hill Road, and um, you and the wonderful Mr. Uh, Morales <laughs> were, were playing uh, man and wife in this in this little scene, and my goodness, it looks like such an intense riveting uh, movie. Um, 
a drama. Certainly, there's no comedy connected with this. Uh, am I right about it? Well, uh, I would say yes. I would say yes that it's a very <laughs> intense journey about uh, um, and uh, intense moments in people's lives when you when you meet them. It's about trying to cope with. Uh, 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 having to rejoin a family that's been so devoted to each other, but uh, having to cope with the inevitable change of having a father been gone and having to accept everything that's that's uh, completely consumed them over the last years in, the, in his absence and trying to hold on to a love that's inevitably been there all along, but uh, now um, having to grow with uh, what's been going on with their with with what's holding them together, which is their child. Well, it sounds like um, a really interesting drama, and it is a a very different type of role than than what we have seen you in and loved you in in uh, Scrubs. And I I thought in the press release that I received, I loved the description of the woman that you play, Angela, Mm -hmm. long-suffering and smoldering. Hey, Okay. <laughs> if that, if that it ain't fancy, it. it's smoldering. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great description for for a character. And of course, I Angela. Is, I think it's quite rather appropriate. I think considering um, uh, her her loyalty to her family, if not her husband, her actual child, and trying to um, holding families together in these precarious and ever precarious times. And in an in, in urban landscape, in a Latin landscape, and while you know trying to maintain loyalty to, you can only imagine, you know, the bonds of love that held them together all these times, and trying to stay true to, I guess, an initial dream, and and just watching that wither well, away, a, and try and and trying to maintain that level of passion and womanhood all at the same time. Well, the little scene that I I saw gave uh, gave a peek into into what uh, what you were up to as uh, as Angela but do you see any similarities in um I know that they're very different types of women but did you draw on any similarities uh between Angela and uh Carla in scrubs um, oh. I kind of think there might be a hint of something I'm, in both I, of those I would women say that's up to the viewer and I I can't uh-huh. possibly say um that for myself um, in as much as that I'm playing it, I, I, um, right? I, I, Good answer. But, you know, that's an, an you know inevitable comparison, but that, uh, that would be up to the viewer. You know. Well, I think it's wonderful that you can do so many different uh, types of, of roles, and but I was wondering if you if you had any special preparation to play Angela. Um, you know, I had a God-given uh, preparation in, in, in two ways, in that I'm born and raised in the Bronx, you know, yes. and that I had just become a mother. So I have seven months. Oh, my congratulations. Oh, thank you very much. Um, and and I, my baby girl just turned seven months when uh, we all packed up. Like, her dad and myself went to back to New York to do this film when I got, when I was fortunate enough to get this offer. And I was really excited to uh, apply the bonds of, um, I guess, maternity um, to, to to put them to use, and in, in, I guess in the combative nature of the of the husband and wife, and and, and protectiveness that 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 you'll be able to experience once you see this film, and the scenes that oh, I, I can. Have to meet I. 
Um, so uh, I, I because, just can't because wait to different, um, uh, I think when uh, when you're in it, when you feel yes. I guess it's like someone 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 said to me like being a mom is having your heart walking around in front of you, and even uh. though because it's not to say that it is although it uh, it's primarily a father son uh, tale this film, um, I, I think and you will you do I think witness um, Angela also struggling. Uh, with it, with with, with uh, her son's issues as much as as he did, but she's three years in. Um, so there's um, a, a bit of a stoic strength that uh, that you, I think you get to witness, and uh, a, a bond of maternity that says I think that 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 I got is like nothing will tear me away from this child, uh, no matter wow. no matter how I may disapprove of. Or, or struggle or disagree with with whatever whatever may seem like a choice, you know what I'm saying? So it it was um right. it was an introduction to an emotional world um that I that I was unfamiliar with. That was just, you know, in, in that regard. And then I got to I wa- I was very anxious to prepare um as an actor because of um having been in an environment where it was a, a comedic um, um, I wanted to um, get my act, my acting juices flowing, so I got into New York early, and I was um, fortunate enough to work with Rashad, the director, and Harmony Santana, who plays um, Michael. And uh, Michael, I don't know if you if you read any of the press um, that was yes, completely the fan, right? Right. So um, uh, we got to work the script intensely before we actually got to shoot because our shooting time was limited. So um, that was also the preparation that I got to. I got to talk to um, uh, mothers of, of children who were going to through similar um, sexual identity issues, um, uh, and that was just so rewarding as well. Um, well, it sounds like a, a film that both men and women mm-hmm. will uh, will enjoy. And I was wondering if if um, there's any type of important message that the film delivers. I I I think people will relate to to, to Michael's journey, Michael the character as as played by Harmony Santana who does an outstanding job. Um as well as the parents' journey. I think that some, you know, emotionally it's it's um it's a cringe-worthy journey and how pertinent it is to how you feel uh at, at how both how everybody behaves and how everybody feels and everybody's journey and and and, and that it's a, and and the painful coming of age tale of of Harmony's character Michael and and how judgmental and judgeworthy people's behavior and people's performances have been so yeah does that make sense I love that that explanation and and that message it sounds like it's about people who uh, don't uh, give up on each other. Uh, could that be also something yeah, that the, the and, film and how they, emphasizes? And how, they, and how they come around, and how um, no matter how, what the uh, the result may be, you know, it's never too late to come around. You know, you know. Uh, and yeah. It's, it's a it's always a coming of age story for the person who's going through that journey. Each individual. Well, I just can hardly wait to see it. I I hope you have time to answer a, f- a few questions just about yourself in general. I I'm so curious to know how you when you when you first knew that you wanted to be in showbiz. Uh, I was always such a fan of uh, like you movie musicals when I was a kid. 
Um, oh, Soul uh, Sisters. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. I would I would watch them on TV um, way way back before there was even VCRs. And they used to have. I grew up in New York City, as I said, in the Bronx, and they would have Academy Award Sundays. Um, oh, they would show like the you know Singing in the Rain, West Side Story, oh. um, Casablanca, all the Academy Award nominated and winning musicals, and that was me glued to the TV. But I also loved um, sitcom te- sitcoms and series, you know, the, all the Aaron Spellings and the and and the Isle of Lucy's and all of that stuff, and and that kind of forayed into like the independent cinema cinema and the Cassavetes films and. Uh, and, and just a kind of a, a, pa- a passion for viewing it, but I never saw my, I would dream of myself on the other side, but I never actually pursued it seriously until I got into college. Um, and I, I was checking up on you a little bit on uh, Internet Movie Database, and uh, they said that there was a church talent show that might have played a role in well, you that wanting to be like, a performer. Although I dabbled into it until I did a talent show at church, uh, my mom's church, uh, where I I did, I both did a scene with my twin sister and uh, a dance number, and I and I sang. Uh, it wasn't until that thing was over that I that I was just buzz a buzz and tingling all over that that I knew that <laughs> this was I came home and this you know there's like talent all day talent shows I don't know the this fucking thing is eight hours long and it, it felt uh-huh. like it was the whole it was five minutes and uh, and every time I did something this place went up in flames people gave me standing ovations I just didn't know <laughs> what to do with myself and I got home and I was just still just like walking on air. And I uh-huh. told my mom, and I did shit in English and Spanish. It was just like I was on fire. And my mom's a singer as well, and she was part of the church choir, so she could relate to how that feels. And I got home, and I was like, Mom, I know what I'm going to do with my with my life. What is it, sweetheart? What is it? I was, I'm going to be an actress. And she laughed at me. She thought I was, you know, being a silly girl. Oh, no. And I was so fucking pissed. <laughs> I was furious at her. <laughs> And she's like, no, I picture all this shit going down in Spanish, you know. And she's like, I do the please. No, no, no. You're going to be a teacher or a social worker. Don't do that. That's ridiculous. And I was just livid because it was I was sharing my epiphany with her, and she laughed at me. And I just, well, oh, I'm going to do it. And I turned around, and I slammed my door. And you don't do that in a Dominican household. You don't slam doors or no. doors or anything. And I just slammed my door, and I turned around, and and I was like, well, I'm going to do it. I was just, because this was my vision. And I I really just never looked back. And, I, you know, I started taking basic acting classes, and I took acting classes where I, would, I could take them, and HB Studio, and then I took some time off from school, and I got a, wait, a restaurant job, because that's what you do when you're an actor. And then I met my manager at the restaurant that I worked in, because that's what happens when you're an actor. And then from there, I got like an indie film and and a play at the same time, and I had to choose between those two. Like, who, who, that fucking thing happens. And my first indie uh-huh. film was with Sam Rockwell. It was both our first jobs, and and uh, and you know, it was this little thing called Jack and His Friends. And I looked back, I was terrible, and I was chubby, and who cares? And it was my first movie, and and then when I got back, I got a Law and Order, and then I got another. Thing in Vancouver, and then I didn't work for two years. Oh my gosh! Well, you speaking of the TV roles, you you've been on my gosh practically every TV show that I can think of, especially mm-hmm. some of my favorites, Castle and Law and Order and The Sopranos, and 
NYPD Blue and Oz, and just it goes on and on. So you you just really have um, a tremendous amount of uh, experience in and in films. I I noticed that you were in Bringing Out the Dead. And you played a nurse there, just like you played a nurse in, in Scrubs. I one line, and the very last scene of that was Martin Scorsese and uh, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> that, wow. <laughs> yeah. That great. And you worked with the Muppets. I did. Oh, my gosh, you worked with the I worked Muppets. With Can you worked with Piggy. You worked with Miss Piggy. Yeah. Oh, no. And Miss Piggy, it's such an honor to meet you. And she goes, of course it is. <laughs> Of course it is. <laughs> I am so jealous of you, Judy. Uh, I am just so you're you're living my dream. <laughs> I am. I'm living the dream. I didn't. I cannot. Oh, yeah. that is just great. And I was wondering too. I I think you also worked in um, a movie with um, David uh, Zayas, who's one of the a friend of our show because he was on the show and we had such a uh, good time with him. He was talking about. Uh, Dexter. So I think uh, there was a movie David called Dick, Washington One of High. my oldest and dearest yeah. friends. He and I are both members oh. of the Labyrinth Theater Company. We have been for, we, we're like one of the original founding members of you the Labyrinth are. Theater Company. Yeah, we've been members for for, 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 for over 18 years now. He's actually doing a Wow, well, well, when you see him, say tell him, tell him that uh, the folks that blog at um, Movie Attic Headquarters say hello. We, and we need to have him him back soon. And you mentioned the Labyrinth Theater. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Labyrinth Theater Company um, uh, was started out as a Latino actors base back when uh, a, a bunch of us were kind of brainstorming as uh, struggling actors in New York City, wondering why we as actors who trained and graduated school, a good chunk of us, were wondering why we're not doing Shakespeare or Isbin or Tennessee Williams and and. Mm-hmm. and and, you know, all the stuff that we were trained for in graduated school, and yet we're still getting thug roles and victim roles and yeah. hooker roles and stuff. So um, John Ortiz and Gary Perez and and, uh, and and a bunch of other guys got together, and to make a very long story short, recru- recruited, talked to Max Ferra, who ran Intar, and they had their old theater space um, near the West Side Highway abandoned, rat-infested, but it had a stage and a bunch of seats. I said, can we borrow that and open up and start a theater collective? And uh, put an ad in the trades, auditioned as many Latino actors uh, looking as different as they possibly could, and they had to bring a scene partner. And in a lot of ways, we ended up, um, uh, uh, I guess, casting into the theater company the scene partner over over the actual um, actor, but it turned out to be a primarily Latino actors collective with a few other ethnicities involved. And the, obviously the vision expanded over the years. It became a multicultural acting collective, and that's why we changed the name from Latino Actors Based to Labyrinth and became an, uh, uh, obviously a for-profit uh, acting space, and it's just become bigger. And about six years into it, Philip Seymour Hoffman joined us, and uh, yeah. we've been having a blast and doing great things ever since. Well, that sounds like a, a very worthwhile project to to be yeah. involved in. I congratulate you on on doing that also. And I understand that you have another film uh, besides Gun Hill Road that um, we might be seeing soon. I, I love the title. 
It's called Without Men. Is Could you tell us a little bit about that, Judy? Well, Without Men was a film that I shot just before Gun Hill Road, um, uh, and uh, it's uh, Christian Slater, Eva Longoria, who's also the star oh, and wow. of the film, and, and Kate Del Castillo, uh, who, who was the star in another indie uh, Sundance darling called La Misma Luna. And uh, it's uh, set in an in, uh, unspecified time, unspecified Latin American town, based on the novel. I can't remember the writer. But uh, it's a, a mythical time and a time long ago uh, in the Latin American town where women completely dependent on their men, and they're either they're invaded and either sent off to war or all or ki- killed, and the women are left to fend for themselves without men, and they don't know what oh. the hell to do. So Eva Longoria, who is the mayor's wife and the closest thing to power, says, well, I can run this town. And the women all either uh, are terrified or mock her because they don't think that she can do it and they think they're all going to die. And the place is dirty, the electricity doesn't work, nobody knows how to milk the cows. It's just obviously a comedy. And in comes this uh, uh, stranger in the black hat, so to speak, dressed in black, kind of like a biker, in Kate Del Castillo, and comes in and pretty much helps these women learn how to take um, care of themselves and love uh, uh, love themselves and kind of love each other. Some of them discover their own sexuality through other women and figure out how to run this town all on their own until the men return. And then what happens? Who knows? But it's all, it's all, you know, it's uh, it's satirical. Obviously, it's a comedy, and uh, and it's very colorful. And 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 Gabi, who's um, who's the Gabi Tagliavini, who's uh, uh, she's one of uh, several film festivals actually in Latin America in particular. um, Did I think a wildly funny take on it? Um, very farcical, uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, it do well in some film festivals as well. Oh, I hope so. I, I, I'm just, uh, I just wish I would be there at these festivals uh, to see these films because sometimes <laughs> one of the most these are wonderful films that just don't get released, you know, nationwide. So yeah. I, think, I have to you know, wait until they're. This year, it's, it's in really enjoying a resurgence in um, the excitement at film festivals. You know, I think that people were really concerned about the future of indie films over the last couple of years. Um, but I think yes. uh, people are being excited again. Uh, I think because I think of, so. of like Hurt Locker and even oh. even um, uh, Tarantino's film. Uh, what was it called? The the war film. Uh, oh, um, well, you said the uh, Hurt oh, Locker. Oh, restaurant... Even though it was a big budget film, it's just because of oh his, yes, yes, his the legendary bastard. But, uh, what a great film that was! That, uh, well, do you have any advice for wannabe actors? Because you've you've managed to really uh, build a uh, a very very wonderful career, and I think one that's going to get even bigger after after this film that you're showing off in in Sundance and after Without Men. So, Bless what you. what, I, what I, advice? I, it doesn't feel, it feels like it just started yesterday, to be honest, because I've had such a good time. I always, always think of what Winston Churchill said, um, find something you love to do, and and you'll never yes. work another day in your life, you know, and that's kind of, that's really how it feels like to me, because I'm just having so much fun doing what I do, and it doesn't feel like work. 
I want to thank Judy Reyes for that terrific interview. I, I enjoy it every time I listen to it, and you really can tell that she is uh, having a lot of fun and, uh, and, and in love with what she's doing. I want to remind everyone to check out Gun Hill Road, which will be available on DVD beginning next Tuesday, March 5th. And I should have mentioned that um, we were talking in the chat room about Judy being such a, a versatile actress. Uh, she actually has 53 movie and TV uh, acting titles on the Internet Movie Database. Uh, now, um, I haven't seen all of her work, but every time I see her, I'm impressed with, with how convincing she is in the, in the roles that she plays. Uh, she's done a number of... Um, TV movies. Well, one that I did see is uh, Little Girl Lost, and if you happen to see that being advertised on any of the TV uh, channels, be sure to take a look at that. She has um, two new uh, TV series that uh, Internet Movie Database mentions, Devious Maids and Happily Divorced, and I haven't had um, the good fortune to see either one of those, but I'm always on the lookout for anything that uh, that Judy is involved in. Well, we only have time for a 30-minute show today, folks. So this is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support, and to Nikki Starr for all her help, as well as to our chatters, uh, especially Nancy Lombardo from Comedy Concepts and Steve Mendoza from the Steve Mendoza Show. Both shows uh, are aired on Blog Talk Radio, and they are great. And I want to thank our other listeners for tuning in. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. Please come back next time for a spirited discussion concerning who are the greatest film comedians. You might even hear from a few famous ones themselves, like... Oh, maybe Groucho Marx, W.C. Fields, Mae West. Who knows how many of these famous comedians will call in. Joining us will be Mr. Showbiz George Bettinger, comedian Nancy Lombardo, and from Comedy Concepts, as I mentioned before, and Steve Mendoza of the Steve Mendoza Show. It should be a fun episode for all movie fans. In the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. That's all for now, folks. So because Judy mentioned being inspired by watching Singing in the Rain as a youngster, here's the great Gene Kelly to take us out with that film's iconic title song, my favorite. I'm singing in the rain, you're singing in the rain, what a glorious feeling. And I'm happy again I'm laughing at clouds Dark up above The sun's in my heart And I'm ready for love Let the stormy clouds chase Everyone from the place 
Come on with the rain, I've a smile on my face. I walk down the lane with a happy refrain. Just singing, singing in the rain. Dancing in the rain. I'm happy again Singing.